0: superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Barons win! Barons win! Cody Jansen stopped
1: 92 out of 95 shots, including a penalty shot in overtime. Somehow he still
0: only wound up the third star of the game. You like that? Jansen has a heart. You're smoking crack! Battle of
1: Alberta. It's game day. Get it rocking and rolling. Game one, Oilers Flames tonight. We're breaking it all down today on World Hockey Airport. Yes, we will get to last night's games as well, but tonight's a million times bigger, especially, especially if you are in the province of Alberta. It's Cody Jansen coming to you live from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios. Today, it's a Wednesday And if you're watching us on 12 Ounce Sports Hockey Podcast Network, you can join the conversation right now. You got a prediction for tonight, bold prediction for this evening. Canes-Rangers game one as well. Avs beat the Blues last night, 3-2 in overtime. Tampa over Florida 4-1. Couple of maybe questionable calls in that one. Well, we're going to recap everything and more today on World Hockey Report. Connect with us on Twitter at World Hockey RPT. I'm on Twitter at Janner on PXP. Tyler Cool is there at. TJku29 on Twitter, and today on the show in about twenty minutes' time, we will catch up with the voice of the Edmonton Oilers on the Oilers Radio Network. Cam Moon's going to hop on for an Edmonton-based perspective, and then Cami Kepke from Global Sports Calgary at twelve forty. She'll join us to talk Flames. But first, Adam Irman Trout is on the line, and of course, Erm, I mean. We've got different predictions for this series, but I think we both can agree it's going to come down to, in some sense, Leon Drysital's health. Like that's the biggest next factor, and everyone knows it.
2: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, it's such a big part of the Oilers lineup. And just if you look at it from a, a Calgary perspective, you probably go back then against McDavid, and then you know if you go Lindholm against Drysital, it's more of a kind of even match. But then. <laughs> I guess if Dry Settle's not playing that Lindholm line could might have a field day with the Newton Hopkins line. So yeah, definitely a, a big storyline. But also, you know, the, the health of the Flames defense is a little worrisome. Shillington went down last game, Tannepton playing game seven. So obviously if he's not playing game seven, he's pretty hurt. But I, I think he's gonna belt through it tonight. So you know I guess storyline's both ways, but obviously the dry settle one's kind of the, the elephant in the room.
1: Yeah, I think when you're doing a comparison with Shillington or Tanev to Dreisaitl, you know, that's that that's kind of looking at Mount Everest compared to the dump in your backyard. You know, it really isn't that uh, comparable when it comes to impactful players. Adam is in the chat says, I'm going big, Calgary in five. That would be shocking, but... Adam, I'm curious, give us some reasoning as well in there as Adam's dogs going off. I guess we got Adam trout in the line, Adam Benilla in the chat. I should drop a last name on here. Erm, when you look at goaltending, who's got the upper hand in this series?
2: Uh, based on history, I think everybody would have to say Calgary, but based on the last seven games, it's, it's harder to make that argument. I think Mike Smith had a 938 save percentage in seven games with two shutouts, and it's not like the Kings were this high-powered offense. But at the same time, I mean, Markstrom looks shaky at times in Calgary, and maybe that's because he's only facing 20 to twenty to 25 shots a game against Dallas, who is allowing 65. But I'd go with Calgary. But if you look at him in, in the past, Jacob Markstrom hasn't really played that well versus Edmonton. So, you know, it's, it's more even than people think. Everybody just goes, oh, Mike Smith, he's 40 this. But you look at his last two months, I, I think there's a bit of groundwork there.
1: Is this a fair breakdown, Adam, that Jacob Markstrom had a stronger start to round one and a weaker finish, and Mike Smith had a weaker start to round one and a stronger finish?
2: Probably accurate. I think that that Calgary-Dallas series is kind of hard to get a read on. I mean, like I said, Markstrom, I was shooting them 67-25 to at, at some point in the series, so Harder for Markstrom to play. I thought Calgary really missed Tanev in that game seven. But as far as Edmonton goes, they, bad LA team in game seven, they didn't allow a lot. So, you know, the team's kind of dialed in front of them, but yeah, you could definitely go with that, whatever you said, the, the Smith started, uh finished well and Markstrom
1: started well. Yeah. That'll be on the test at the end of the show. Uh Glenn's in the chat. I was surprised to see no bad blood bef- between TB and Florida. Um, yeah, I'm sure everyone's going to be friends in Edmonton, Calgary as well tonight. There's a lot to break down in that comment. But Adam, I guess you watched Tampa Bay, Florida. Obviously the bolts take game one, not overly shocked. I've called Florida frauds from the beginning, but it was kind of a soft game. No.
2: Yeah, it didn't. There wasn't a lot going on. It wasn't very exciting. The crowd was brutal. There wasn't any like Adam Mossy to the game other than Sherrod, I guess. It's because
1: Kodak Black wasn't there.
2: must be. Yeah. I, I I don't know. There's something off with Florida right now. Like you look at them in the first round and I mean Washington's kind of a proven team, but Florida didn't look great against them and they didn't come out with anything yesterday. You know, you look last year and you had the for Haggy, Barkov Marchman line and they were dialed in, but you know, Barkov hasn't been great. For Haggy's been really good, but Marchman's not playing. So there's a couple of guys out and, you know, it just I think the way Florida maybe plays under Brunette is a little different, whereas the Lombards of the world aren't really getting the the shine. And I mean Tampa, you look at their third and fourth lines, they don't really have the Coleman and Goodrose and Yanni Gord, so to speak. It's more I guess different players like, you know, Hagel, who's who's a little feisty, but you know, not not like Blake Coleman.
1: City Life Project says Calgary and four, easy couple of chirps going towards Edmonton. Benilla said, it's what Adam said, goaltending is key. Calgary just has more weapons, going to wear down Mike Smith. He could, it could. I mean, the age, you do have to factor that in when you're going to con- consider longevity. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Like Mike Smith has struggled to stay healthy for two plus months multiple times. So it was a long playoff run really in his back pocket. I don't know, kind of tough. Colorado born. Hello, Oilers in four. That's bold, Colorado born. but I love it. Oilers in four is his prediction. Obviously, they got to win game one tonight. 7.30 start, more likely 7.50 puck drop. Colorado Bourne, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on game one, blues and abs, because that's an interesting one. Epic says it is longevity. Lo- longevity? Longevity. Oh, man, that's a... Uh, Dash one, Thanks to Epic for uh, correcting me on that one. Irm, give me a thought on blues avs last night.
2: Yeah. I mean, Colorado kind of comes out just, just on fire. Like they, they went down early, but I think they had four or five posts. Um, as far as like McKinnon dancing around and O'Reilly did a good job on them, but St. Louis's you really struggled. If you look at their left side, it's like Callie Rose and Scott Perunovic and this Mikola guy on the back end. So, they're missing Scandella and Torrey crew I don't think Torrey Curry will be back in the series. So I think, you know, I, I didn't really read that when I made my prediction of St. Louis in, in 6 or 7. But as far as Colorado goes, yeah, they were awesome. You can't uh, Binnington backtrack. Was great, didn't, yeah, didn't, oh, I know. I I won't backtrack. Uh, Bennington was great. Uh, didn't love the second goal, but he was great. And the reason that it probably wasn't 6 or 7-1. Can I make a comment on the, the Flames having more weapons than the Oilers?
1: Yeah, you can. You can comment on whatever. Floor's is yours. Just keep it I quick. Don't,
2: I don't know if they do, though, because you look at the Flames' bottom six, it's Brett Ritchie, who didn't have a point for, like, 35 games on point, Luchich and Lewis. Okay, cancel out. That with like, Derek Ryan, Warren Fogle, and I don't even know, Zach Cassian. And then you look, and it's like, okay, Kyle Yarncrook, who hasn't even scored in Calgary, versus Nugent Hopkins. That's Dylan Dubé versus, like, Yessa pauly I don't think it's, like, Oh, Calgary's a deep team. I think they play fourth lines, but I don't think it's like, oh, they have so many more weapons. Because if you look at the lineups kind of side by side, it's not
1: that big of a difference. Oh, man. The chat's going nuts. I I don't know if they agree with your take or if they they agree or disagree with it. It's absolutely buzzing right now. Uh, Actually, Oilers in five from Colorado, Bourne Blues in six from City Life Project. Oh man, this is uh, we're we're buzzing today. It's a Wednesday. It's Battle of Alberta. The vibes are high; they're very high in the hockey world right now. Um, so let's uh, g- give me another thought on Bolts in Florida because the Panthers had no juice. Bobrovsky got outplayed by Vasilevsky, and I'm telling you, as I said throughout the whole first round, Tampa sucks in round one. Like Vasilevsky has been trashing round one for the past five years. He never has a good round one. And then all of a sudden he turns it around. And round two, round three, Stanley Cup final—you're facing the best goaltender in the world.
2: Yeah, I—I I, I don't know. I mean, Florida. You look at their D and Chara and MacBride are both hurt. I mean, Huberto kind of has to wake up, and I don't know—they—they've uh, struggled a bit, and it's hard to really get a read on them because whatever they had last year, they're missing, and. I mean, I I hate to be this guy, but they won the president's trophy and they had 35 comebacks this year. And, you know, I'm not sure the numbers, but those comebacks weren't against, you know, Tampa and playoff teams like that. I'm sure they came back a lot. And, you know, obviously it's not going to happen every year to have the season. They did.
1: I agree with that one. Um, City life. Adam, are we talking about the Leafs yet or what? We had a recap round one. You've put 70 million thoughts on Twitter already. Okay, floor's yours. Talk Leafs.
2: Oh, I just think, you know, it's hard to see a path where they get better. They had nine guys, I think, with career years. They're, they have an albatross and Peter Mrazik's contract that has like two or three years left. Jack Campbell's probably not going to get the money he wants there, so they'll need to find a goalie with no money. Uh, there's like John Tavares might move to the wing next year. Cause he disappeared for like half a year this year. And that's $11 million. Um, they're going to be the same team. I mean, it probably works. Cause I don't think they're going to hit 115 points. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev's probably is definitely going to leave, uh, Mark Giordano maybe like they're the same team. You know, you can replace the guys around the, the six or seven core guys, but they're the same team. And, you know, to expect anything different is just ludicrous at this point.
1: So what do they do? Like, they're not trading Willie Nylander for JT Miller. I mean, that one's up there for worst yeah. tweet of the morning, but.
2: Oh, I, but exactly. That's the thing, right? It's like, okay, you hamstrung yourself with the Tavares contract, right? It, you expected it to maybe work for a couple of years and win a couple of rounds and it didn't work. Like, I honestly don't know what they do because whatever changes they make around their top guys, it's not going to be enough because at the end of the day, you're, you're giving John Tavares $11 million and you know, you had Peter Muradzik not even playing for 4 million. So there's clear issues with the team where it's just like, you're paying over market value on, on more than a couple guys.
1: Should Dubas still have a job? I yeah, I, I think
2: he, I don't know the whole, I can't, it's hard for me to get over the Tavares one. Like I, I liked their team. I thought they were good. They just lost and they can't win. And I, I don't know. I think maybe, he should uphold his fire coach card. And I'm not saying Sheldon Keith's a bad coach, but that's now Columbus, Montreal, Tampa three straight years. He lost to there's got to be some sort of pushback on that.
1: Colorado born says his order of series from most exciting to least is Edmonton, Calgary, Avs, blues, lightning, Panthers, Rangers, hurricanes. I think that's everyone's Colorado born. Epic says Florida's going to have to adjust the physicality and battle for position. I don't know. They don't have it physically. Like If it's a, Ugly series. If it's a physical series, they might be able to take away some of Tampa's top players, take them off the ice, get them rattled. Like that's a chance for them. But if they're going to let Kucherov skate around freely, he's going to eat them alive. Adam vanilla as for Florida Tampa, can I get in line not to watch that game was dead? It sucked. It sucked Adam vanilla I fully agree. <laughs> City life just trolling now. Leafs are amazing. Uh, f- same first round exit. Epic says they're gonna to have to mortgage some assets to unload Tavares. Do you think that's a play they could use? Oh, as we just lost Erm, we we just lost him. But uh, Epic, I think that's an interesting point. Where is it worth it at this point to uh, you know get rid of? I don't know. Like, could you drop a first round pick with Tavares to get rid of him? Is it worth it at that, or are you best off? To just suck it up and say, we're going to have to eat his contract no matter what. we got earn back on the line now. Hey, did you hear that? Like, I mean, would you package some assets to unload Tavares' contract this offseason?
2: Yeah, but you can. He has a full no-move clause, and he's not waving it. Like,
1: Okay, okay. I mean, you there could, you go.
2: We could play armchair GM all we want, but he has well, trade protection. Know, that's a, that's a, not simple, doing it.
1: it's a simple answer. We don't need to waste the time there. I, I, I guess that's definitely... You know, gonna gonna hamstring anyone. Okay, we got two more minutes left. Coaching in this Battle of Alberta series. Well, Jay Woodcroft is the young he's kinda like Brunette in Florida, in my mind. Coaching against John Cooper, who's been there, who's done that. Daryl Sutter's been there, done that for every single damn thing in the NHL. How much of an advantage is that for the Flames?
2: It's hard to say, um, you know, with the way that Daryl plays, he was pumping up his one nothing and 2-1 games in games 1 and 2, where he's like, you don't know hockey if you didn't find those entertaining. So I'd say a little bit, but, you know, you look at Edmonton and, and Jay Woodcroft's been under so much pressure since he got there. You know, we heard all along that missing the playoffs wasn't an option and he didn't just make the playoffs. He made them like the best team in the like, like top three team in the NHL standings by the last couple months of the season since he got there and then you know you look at the playoffs they lost game one they come back and blow in game two and then they blow in game three and then you know lose game four and lose game five and his ability to have this team bounce back has kind of been second to none where you go to LA you win you win on a late goal by Tyson Berry and then you just completely shut LA down in game seven so his attention to detail and to push the right buttons and get the most out of guys like you know, Brett Kulak and Derek Ryan and Kyler Yamamoto is something that not a lot of coaches are able to do. So I'd say Calgary has the advantage because of, of Sutter. But at the end of the day, I, I think that, you know, the pressure on this series is equal, uh, obviously a little more. But it's it's hard to ignore what Woodcroft has done.
1: I can't wait to see the losing fan base and how much crying is going to happen because it's been... they 30- blamed. It's been 31 years since these fan bases have been able to scream at each other. So, yeah, it's about damn time. Tons of comments coming in on Twitter at RPT. A lot of predictions as well. Brad, I see you're in there. We'll get to you after the break here. Erm, I got to get a quick dot though. Blues, Avs, does St. Louis have any chance in this? I know you kind of said you'd you rethink your choice. That's obviously a backpedal. But uh, stick with your guns here. Do you think the Blues actually have a chance?
2: I think they have a chance. I mean, the last last year against Vegas, Colorado came out like world leaders, which they did last night. And Bennington played well. And, you know, I didn't think that St. Louis had great performances from from Tarasenko and, you know, Robert Thomas last night. And those are two pretty key guys for them. So, you know, I, I think they have a chance and, you know, never in trouble until you,
1: you lose at home, I guess. Give me a score prediction for tonight.
2: Uh, I'll talk about, I guess, Rangers, Carolina. I'll go, I, I think worked- Rangers 3 1. I think uh Schuster can stand on his head and I'll go Oilers for two. I think they split in Calgary.
1: There's literally no one watching the show right now that cares about Rangers hurricanes. Literally no yes, one.
2: Probably. I'm sick of the hurricanes, kinda.
1: Yeah, I, I just can't stand anything about them. But uh hey, appreciate it. Uh we'll we'll talk maybe tomorrow. Maybe we'll get a, a recap on it, Irm, but enjoy the game tonight, buddy. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Taylor. Adam Urmutraut, right there, joining us on World Hockey Report. Okay, we're gonna catch up with Cam Moon here, but I gotta play this clip. This is from Connor McDavid earlier in the day. Well, this morning, media pressers. Uh, just a little bit of a preview before we get to Cam Moon. But well, where are you at, you think? Well,
2: again, so, you know, similar to Game Seven. You know, not a, not a ton different. Um, you know, obviously, it's uh, there's gonna be lots made about uh, you know, the Battle of Alberta and whatnot. But you know, it's uh, you know, it's uh, it's still hockey out there, like I said before, and. I have to find a way to uh, to play our game.
3: What is it about? Why you like to be on the ice in the, the morning skate today?
2: Uh, a couple of days off, uh, only one skate. Um you know, we've been skating kind of
1: before games, so just keep the keep the routine going. Not superstitious, but uh, maybe a little stitious. Connor McDavid, there are some thoughts pre-game. Okay, Glenn Kaplan, I see you. I see you. I care about the New York Rangers versus Carolina. Go Kings, go! I know your boy Ked does as well. If you missed any of our conversation from yesterday, a couple of great ones. The Hockey Podcast Network podcast is up wherever you listen to podcasts. After the break, it's Cam Moon, voice of the Oilers on World Hockey Report.
0: Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup
1: is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports bank partner of the NHL has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: take your game to the next level with Pro Rock Hockey Sticks Pro Rock has changed the way we buy top of the line twigs. They're lightweight, balanced and provide the perfect kick point whether you're a pro hockey player or a beer league legend Pro Rock Hockey Sticks are made for you they're a price point you can't beat so check them out today at ProRock.com Play like a Pro Rock It's Stealing Cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save $20. What
1: we do here is go back, 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 It's World Hockey Report, Cody Jansen, coming to you live from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios. Today, Battle of Alberta gets underway this evening in about seven or eight hours or so. Calgary, Edmonton, game one to tee it up. It's the voice of the Oilers, Cam Moon, joining us on the hotline right now. Mooner. I want to talk goaltending. You're a former goaltender. we got a great matchup here. Mike Smith, Jacob Markstrom, phenomenal numbers for each of them. Who's got the advantage?
3: Well, that's that's a tough question. I, I, if you looked at it without watching the playoffs to this point, you might just say, well, Jacob Markstrom probably has the advantage. But, you know, having watched the seven games the Oilers played, and got to watch the seven games of Flames played. I mean, Mike Smith looks like he's right on par. So, to me, that and that's an interesting matchup going in. If Mike Smith can stay on par with Jacob Markstrom, I, that's going to be. I, I think that's that's a huge win. I, I really do. I, I I just Mike Smith has played so well in the second half of the year once he got healthy. Uh, you know, winning nine straight uh, at the end of the regular season. And then playing as well as he did in the playoffs, I I don't see a huge difference there, quite honestly, between the two, um, and and that could make for some outstanding things, outstanding games. The Flames certainly saw it, uh, against uh, with Jake Ottinger in goal for Dallas in the first round that held them in and got them to seven in an overtime of seven, even though the Flames it looked like they outplayed the Stars. But, yeah, the way Mike Smith's rolling right now, I certainly can't bet against him. So, to me, it looks like those two are, are even up right now.
1: What have you seen changed in Mike Smith's game where he obviously, the second half of that series against L.A., I think he was a lot more dialed in despite a couple of losses compared to the start where there was a couple of squeakers and, you know, mental errors happening. Well,
3: it, it yeah, it looked like it he improved as it went. I mean, certainly the, the puck handling gaffe in game one, although I thought he had played well to that point, that maybe had one uh, later on in the series where you're like, okay, well, he usually has that, but as it went on, I think the competitive level of the series just continued to increase. And for Mike Smith, I think that's a big part of his game is, is that competitive level. When it's really high, that's when he's at his best. And it just seemed as that, that thing kept going on and the screws got a little tighter. Uh, Mike Smith was, was you know, he just kept getting better. And I, he's finding the puck in traffic. And not very often a shot comes from either the point or the slot that he doesn't know where it is. It's, in fact, it's quite rare. He does a really good job of, of finding it through traffic. And, and that, I, you can't help but notice. I mean, he plays the puck so well, which I thought changed the way Los Angeles had to uh, dump the puck in. And you could see it. I thought it was quite obvious in the way they tried to keep it away from Mike Smith as much as they could. And I'm sure Calgary will do the same. But because of that aspect of his game, it does change what the opposition does.
1: So when you look up and down the rosters, you saw all four games during the regular season. What's the matchup? You're most looking forward to watching player-wise.
3: Well, that that's going to be interesting. In that, uh, depending on how the Oilers line up their forwards, if Leon Drysaddle is playing with Connor McDavid, uh, like we saw in Game Seven, uh, then that changes things. And then if Connor McDavid is rotating through with two lines and then also playing with uh, Evander Kane and Zach Haven. well, then that makes it a little more difficult, I think, for Calgary to line up. Whoever the Oilers play against the Gaudreau, Lindholm, and Kachuk line, and whichever D pairings on the ice, although you'd expect it to be Darnell Darnell Nurse and Cody Ceci, to me, that's going to tell the tale. Like, that line was unreal all season long, and they were good against Edmonton, uh, they were good against everybody in the NHL and if the flames are to be successful and let's be honest they are the uh, they are the favorite going in they have to be they were first in the division uh, how how that line does is going to have a big bearing in the series so whichever line the oilers put out against them and on the road they might not have a choice but whoever it is on the ice against Goudreau, Lindholm, and Kachuk, to me, if they can keep that line somewhat suppressed, then that gives the Oilers a really good opportunity uh, to be successful. Like that that line is just it's been uh, it's been quite impressive, and I think that's going to be a huge key.
1: I Think we're going to see a lot of fireworks between Matthew Kachuk and Zach Cassian here.
3: Well, if, if things are really close, then I would say no, because I don't think either team would want to put them at a disadvantage. So if if the games are, you know, 3-2, 4-3, 2-1 kind of situation, I I think it'll be heated. I think it'll be physical, absolutely. But I don't think we're going to see any of the silliness. Now, if games start to get to be 4-1, 5-1, one, one, well, now it's all completely different. <laughs> so, I think the game will dictate that. Do I think it'll be physical? Sure. Calgary plays that. Like, that's one of their greatest assets is how hard they play against teams. And I'll give the Oilers credit. I thought in that first-round series with Los Angeles, when push came to shove, that was one of the things that put them over the top is that not just Zach Cassian and Josh Archibald were were laying the body out there. When we saw in Game 7 in the first shift, runs over Sean Jersey and that got the crowd into it, got the team into it and, and everybody followed suit. I thought they wanted to do a really good job of taking the body. They'll need to continue to do that against the, a Calgary team that's, you know, quite prolific in doing that.
1: Cam Moon, my guest from the Oilers radio network on his way to Calgary for game one. And you mentioned Leon Dreisaitl, and obviously his status is a little unknown at this time. But how concerning is it for the Oilers that Dreisaitl, he really ate up the flames in the regular season. I mean, I think he had 11 points in the four games. Like, he was by far and away their best forward against Calgary. Is that the biggest concern right now for Edmonton heading into round two?
3: I don't know how it can't be. Uh, he didn't skate a lot like since Game Seven, um, and that's to be expected. My guess is if if he's still, you know, somewhat slowed down, that the likelihood that he plays on the wing with McDavid is higher. Uh, playing center, I don't know. Like that that'll depend on how healthy he is if he can play center. So if that's the case. And he's limited to playing the wing. Then I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they go with eleven and seven so that they can rotate Connor McDavid in uh, with a couple of lines. Uh, that's probably you know your your better case scenario. Yeah, that's not ideal at all for Edmonton to have one of your best players you know, slowed down uh, to the degree it looked like uh, Leon was in Game Seven, although he gutted it out and and I. I can, I will, I would figure he'll continue to do that, but yeah, that's, that's tough. That but that's the playoffs. I mean, there's, there's bumps and there's bruises and you never know what players are playing through. Um, you know, certainly when he got, when, uh, Leon got taken down there in game six, I mean, that was a tough situation. So yeah, I guess we'll see as the, as the series rolls on, um, by all indications, he's definitely going to start the series, and then I guess we'll see how it goes.
1: Do you think, and again, I bring this up because of watching Tampa, Florida, the Cooper, what's his name in Florida? Is it Burnett? Something like that. The the new coach there in Florida. I, I think that played into game one a little bit. What's your thoughts on the coaching matchup in this series? Because obviously Daryl Sutter's got plenty of experience and for Jay Woodcroft. I mean, this is his first go-around as a head coach.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll be interesting. I mean, I'm sure Jay learned a lot in that first round series with Los Angeles and having uh, Todd McClellan on the other side and doing what he did. And Todd taught a lot of experience too. And I thought he did really well. Uh, it was, it, it that'll be, it'll be a tough test. I mean, that's right. Daryl Sutter's got a tremendous amount of experience, tremendous amount of success in the playoffs. Uh, Stanley cups in Los Angeles. And yeah, you know, the long playoff run with Calgary back in Oh four. Like, so you're not going to really throw much at uh, Daryl that he hasn't already seen. Uh, But Jay is, is such a uh, cerebral and intelligent coach that he picks things up real quick (laughs) and, and he's inspired this group. So I think that makes, that's a fun matchup too. Um, and and chance has shown that he can learn a lot in a short amount of time, so uh, I think that'll be there'll be a fun part of the chess match as well.
1: So I think I saw you picked Oilers in six, correct? Yes. Okay. What's the X factor then that we haven't talked about? Go. What's well, what's the, the difference here?
3: The the power play is going to have to be really good for Edmonton, and it has been in the playoffs. Uh, but it has to find a way through that and very good penalty kill of the Calgary Flames. So the Oilers are over 36% in, in that first round with the man advantage. To me, that's that's big. Like they, When they get chances on the power play, and that's how they were able to strike against Calgary, and that's what helped them get a couple of wins against the Flames this year if they went 2-2 two and two in the regular season. Uh, Oilers won the first two, Flames won the next two. Uh, so to me, the, the power play has to be a key. Connor McDavid, who... I, I didn't think he had another level. Then he found another level in Game Six and Seven. He's in Los Angeles. Uh, he needs to continue to to just be Connor McDavid. And to me, if the
4: Oilers can find a
3: way to keep that top line of Calgary somewhere, you know, in the the realm of uh, not eating you completely up, uh, then then that gives them the opportunity. And and like I said before, to me, uh, Mike Smith, the way he's been playing, I, I think he can go step for step with Markstrom.
1: Is it crazy that I said that I think Connor McDavid has another level goal-scoring-wise that he can get oh. to? Like, I think if he shoots the puck more, he probably finishes that LA series with five or six goals as well.
3: It's crazy, hey? Like, it was... It was so something to watch, and then with with that hit in Game Seven, just right off the bat after you know this amazing Game Six, that you're like, oh my, like there's there's just no way. Like there's Connor McDavid was gonna do everything he possibly could do to to make sure the Oilers won Game Seven, you know, to have eight points in the last three games of that series. He was just like so driven. And that's another aspect of the Oilers' uh, makeup that I really like is the drive to win from L- Conor McDavid, Leon Seidel, Darnell Nurse, Mike Smith, like the, the older, experienced players. The You know, the, the X-factor of Evander Kane, who plays a physical game and I think is perfectly set up to play against the Calgary Flames. And if the Oilers didn't have Evander Kane and – also Zach Hyman, who was acquired in the offseason. Those guys bring a physical element to the top six forwards that the team just didn't have before. And it would have been incredibly tough to play against a Flames team that uh, can play the way they can and the way they do as far as the physicality is concerned. So to me, that's part of it too. What will Evander Kane and Zach Hyman bring to the mix in this playoff series and Ryan Nugent Hopkins as well?
1: Mooner, appreciate you taking the time. As always, enjoy game one. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks for having me on. Kami Kepke joins us to talk flames from down Highway 2 after the break when we return on World Hockey Report.
0: Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's smelling salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at world hockey report teamed up with Billy's. And if you use the promo code WHR, when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game. And at the best price point, if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's Billy smelling salts, get ready to win hockey fans. The pursuit for the Stanley cup
1: is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL has an unbelievable offer. For the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings same game parlays you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win how many goals will be scored and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: Take your game to the next level with Pro Rock Hockey Sticks. Pro Rock has changed the way we buy top-of-the-line twigs. They're lightweight, balanced, and provide the perfect kick point. Whether you're a pro hockey player or a beer league legend, Pro Rock Hockey Sticks are made for you. They're at a price point you can't beat. So check them out today at ProRock.com. Play like a Pro Rock. It's stealing cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save $20. What
1: we do here is go back, 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 back. It's World Hockey Report, Tony and coming to you live from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios. Today, huge thanks to Cam Moon for hopping on there. And wow, the chat is bumping as well. We'll get to a lot more of your thoughts. We got some comments from Johnny Gaudreau this morning. And oh boy, I mean... The goaltender talk, that's heating up. That's where we're going right always with our next guest is Cammie Kepke from Global Sports, Calgary to talk Flames. Cammie, i got to get your thoughts on this goaltending matchup because Markstrom and Smith is all everyone wants to talk about right now.
4: It's going to be wild. I mean, you do not need Nikita Zadorov smelling salts to get up for this one because the, this is going to be a great goalie battle. The last time the Oilers were in this building, it was 9-5 and the fans were chanting, we want 10 Now they just want four. They just want the four wins. And Markstrom and Smith will be a good battle. I mean, the last time we saw Smith here in the playoffs, it was 2019. And he actually played really well in that series against the Colorado Avalanche. The problem was there weren't any goals coming in front of him. So when you look at it right now, Markstrom's leading the NHL with the 1.53 goals against average. His 943 save percentage is third. Smith right behind him in fifth with the 938. And Smith has the two shutouts to his name. So this will be an interesting one, although I do think we're expecting to see the scoring open up a little bit more than what we saw in round one with Dallas here.
1: Well, I'd hope it opens up a little bit more with the best player in the world and Connor McDavid in the series. But again, when you factor in Leon Dreisaitl, who really has eaten up the Flames offensively, he's the one with 11 points in four games this season. But the last two games, Calgary did win both at home. And I believe the Battle of Alberta during the regular season, it was a homer series. So it was all the home teams were winning the games. But from a Flames perspective, you've gotten to see Tanev skate now and Shillington looked bumped up a little bit, but how do they slow down McDavid in this series? Because that's, uh, obviously, if you let him run free, you're in trouble.
4: Oh, man, he's scoring at a blistering pace, 14 points in seven games. That's literally historic. He's third all time. He's only behind Gretzky and Lemieux in that category. So the feeling we get from the Flames is that the big key here is just to keep it five on five. They feel really good about how they play at even strength, they can roll all their lines where they might have a bit of a depth advantage over Edmonton. But McDavid is like, you just got to defend by a committee and Tanev does look pretty mobile out there. Daryl Sutter won't confirm whether he's actually going to go or not, but him and Shillington are looking pretty good at this point. And as for the fiery stuff, like Leon Draisaitl scores a lot of games with flames. He's also taken the most penalties of the players on both sides throughout this regular season matchup.
1: Wow. That's a fun fact. Right there. That's some real sports journalism coming our way. That's what Cammie Kepke brings to the show.
4: We've got 11 pins in the four meetings, and he's minus two overall.
1: (laughs) Well, there we go. Oh, we can't can't drop the plus minus because the analytics nerds are going to absolutely roast me. Whenever I say plus (laughs) minus, I get told I'm a dinosaur. So, yeah, we'll... uh... We'll stick away from the Corsi and all that fun stuff on the show today. Hey, Matthew Kachuk, Zach Cassian. I thought it used to be one of the best rivalries in the league. They hated each other. It kind of fizzled down this year. It really wasn't that hot. You get Anderson into the mix a little bit. Nurse sometimes runs his mouth as well. Do you think it's going to be a very passionate series from the get-go? Or are these teams going to come in a little more timid like we saw in Florida-Tampa last night?
4: No, I think that we're going to really start to feel that rivalry ramp up. I mean, the Battle of Alberta really wasn't there for decades. So these guys don't really have a reference for what it was like in the Smith Division heyday. And it's kind of just something that they've built up themselves, these cores. Matthew Gachuk thrives on these games. Daryl Sutter wants him to play with emotion and lean into it because he's not even close to getting the most penalties for the Flames. Like, I would actually more watch for Erasmus Anderson and Evander Kane to be the ones stirring things up out there. So
1: do you think Evander King could be a factor just in the sense of getting inside some of the Flames' heads?
4: Absolutely, because he's one of the players that can get under your skin and force you to take a penalty, and then he's going to score on the man advantage. Like that, all the Flames have talked about how deadly that Edmonton power play is. And the Flames have really, their power play has struggled against Dallas. Granted, they were up against the Ottinger wall, but they've done their best work at five on five. And Johnny Goudreau, very quietly, has put together an eight-point series. And, you know, Milan Lucic talked about who's going to be the guy to step up in big games. And specifically what he said, in the room they're talking about who's going to be the next eliminator, the 2004 Marty Jelena. And really quietly, Johnny Goudreau has risen to that occasion. Almost, uh, I mean, obviously there's the OT winner in Game 7, but his penalty shot goal probably will go down as the turning point of that series.
1: Yeah, really quiet eight point series is a nice way to put that one. Hey, one off the cuff here is Cali Yarnkrill. I mean, what's happened with him in Calgary? Obviously, this is a guy who Elias Lindholm was pumped to have on the roster. We thought we'd maybe be able to see a little bit more offense from him. What have you seen from his game that, you know, kind of isn't clicking under Daryl Sutter?
4: I mean, there's a lot of things that he's doing right, which is the thing. He's playing quite a complete game. The results just kind of haven't gotten there it's the same as Tafoli. he's playing a good game but the results just haven't been there recently so you have to think it's probably just a matter of time for him and Jarncroft did also get sick like immediately once he got traded to Calgary so we didn't even get to see him for quite a while but yeah still waiting on goal number one
1: yeah that's fair Kami Kepke our big guest today brought to you by SeatGeek be sure to use promo code WHR when being a first time Signing up for SeatGeek and get 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek, promo code WHR. Tickets are expensive. Fans are excited. And, Cammy, obviously, this is the first Battle of Alberta. You know, you've got to cover. I've got to see in my lifetime. But the Sea of Red, talk to me about it. How pumped are they? Because it's wild up here in Edmonton. And I know Flames fans are just as passionate.
4: You don't feel the same nerves that you did with Dallas. It's more unbridled joy at this point, point. and I have to say, the dome has been the loudest I've ever heard it. Far louder than it was Game One in 2019 when Calgary won the West in the regular season. It is so loud up in that press box; it shakes your laptop. Like it's hard to type. Well, the the because press box shakes on a good day. So. <laughs> Well, no, like it's on another level. I can't tell you how nerve wracking it is to walk out on that catwalk, even to get to the box when everybody is screaming like this. Even tickets to the red lot. I tried to get tickets for a friend this morning because they were out of phone service. You know, you get in the queue 15 minutes before they open it up. The tickets were all sold out within five minutes. You don't even get a shot. So everyone has been waiting for this for so long. And it was like what Daryl Sutter said yesterday. It's important. Alberta has been walloped the past couple of years beyond hockey. When you look at the economy, agriculture, oil and gas, it means a little something more to the people here who've been entrenched in this for so long. The people who remember the early 90s and Theo Fleury and Tikanen and now this new wave of fans who grew up watching Kachuk and Cassian throw down. And even for the players, Johnny Goudreau remembered uh, his first preseason game against Edmonton, seeing bites in the stands and just mayhem outside. There's just a little something extra to this one.
1: What do you think it does mean for a fan base though, like Calgary, if they're able to win this series, like Calgary fans, doesn't matter how old you are. You've only had the chance to ever celebrate at best one playoff series win against Edmonton. So what would a win in the battle of Alberta in 2022 mean for the city, for flames fans in general?
4: It's like a mini cup final for them. Sure. There's rivalries with teams like Dallas that booted you out of the playoffs a couple of years ago. And there's certainly a budding rivalry with Colorado, but this is the mini cup. Like there should be a name for the regular season series between these two teams. Like there needs to be a little something that is just for the battle of Alberta. You know,
1: I honestly think that this battle of Alberta could get talked about more more. Than if either team wins the cup, it's it's so crazy to think about. But knowing how passionate Oilers fans are and how passionate Flames fans are, it's going to be a mess. But this is this is the Stanley Cup for these teams right now. Like the Western Conference Final does not matter; it's irrelevant after this.
4: Well, you see it even bleed it over into other sports, like even between the Stamps and the Elks. It doesn't matter if you won the Grey Cup. People want to know if the Stamps beat the Elks that year.
0: That's fair.
1: That, that, that's fair. It's definitely a rivalry at all sports, but hockey's just elevated a million times. Cammy, thank you so much. Always appreciate getting to talk to another Saskatchewan sports reporter on the show. Um, yeah. I mean, everyone can go follow you on Twitter, but you got anything else big on the go you want to promote while you're here?
4: Oh man, I'm a little sleep deprived right now. You know what? Like it's a 6 a.m. start for morning show and you're going right till midnight on game day. So Pour one out for us who uh, can't enjoy a dome beer at these functions.
1: Well, if you want to follow Cami, she's on Twitter at Cammie Kepke Global. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the series and uh, safe travels.
4: Hey, thanks, Becca. Gotcha. We'll talk soon
1: kept Kepke right there joining us on world hockey report, the finest sports reporter in Calgary covering the flames and a big fan of Cooper as always. Hey, if you got a thought lanes in the chat says go flames fire emoji, let's fire it up lane. See if red's going to be electric Colorado born, yeah, isn't it one of two pair of teams that in the same location fight for either a province or state? It's a province in Canada. And, yes, Battle of Alberta, there's two NHL teams in Alberta. It's a blast. City life would rather have Markstrom over Smith. Not even close. I think it's a lot closer than people are giving Mike Smith cr- Markstrom credit for. Mike Smith credit for. I'm not exactly sure how I properly word that. But, again, Mike Smith was damn good closing out the L.A. Kings. He can keep that rolling. He also plays good against the Flames. He's got that extra piss and vinegar that, man, I mean, when he wants to be unbeatable, Mike Smith is an elite level goaltender in the NHL. I don't give a damn how old he is. Adam Benilla is in the chat. Does Carolina go with Freddie Anderson or do you ride with anti-Ronta? Well, I think you got to ride with Ronta in game one. I think that is a no brainer based on the fact he did close out Boston. But if Ranta can't do it, if he can't hold up and and say, if they lose game one, yeah, Freddie Anderson's good to go. You throw him in there. Maybe not. If he's got a broken foot, like Tristan Jari, like I think that's stupid to have someone playing through ridiculous amounts of pain. That's like, hey, if you're just eating Toradol for a pregame meal, no, you shouldn't be playing. You're going to hurt the team more than anything. But I think with Freddie Anderson's case, if he is healthy, if he's feeling good, you probably give him a shot in the series. Lane, Shaq, Sheck says, that's a good one. I could see this series going either way. What are your thoughts on predictions if you haven't already talked about them? Well, Lane, we've been talking about them all show, and I'll tell you mine. Again, all of our predictions are up at World Honky RPT. I've got the Flames winning this one. And I think home ice plays uh, into this, but I think the bigger factor is injuries. I've got the Flames winning in seven. And if Leon Draisaitl isn't healthy, that could be the nail in the coffin for the Oilers. Because it, offense just doesn't grow on trees. Defense, you can shut it down. You can change your game. You know, You can adapt a little bit better around that. But, yeah, offense just doesn't grow on trees. What does everyone need? Like, Evander Kane's going to have to step up twofold just to, you know, kind of compensate for what they might be missing in dry settle. And as Cam Moon said, if he can't skate, if he can't go, if his ankle and back are hurting, well, I think that's going to take him away from playing center, so he's going to have to be a passer and play with Connor McDavid. Big thing, if Calgary's in the penalty box too much, they're in trouble. Daryl Sutter, I'll keep him pretty smart, though. Lane, what's your thoughts, though? Give me a prediction, buddy, because Adam's saying Oilers in six. Tyler's saying Flames in seven as well. So that's the World Hockey Report jumbled mess right there. City Life Project, what's your favorite place to party on 17th Ave? Oh, man. Is, is that the National? Is that still there, City Life Project? If that's the one I'm thinking of, it's got the outdoor, like, uh, cornhole bean ba- or bags, whatever you want to call it. It's got that thing in the middle. I think it's called National City Life Project. Maybe maybe fact check me on that. It might not even be on seventh right now. Uh, Lane Check. I think the Flames have one more depth player. And home ice will definitely play a factor. Flames in six. I love it, Lane. Who's that one more depth player, though? Give me, give me some more info here, Lane. I, I want to know what you're thinking. Because... I went out on a limb. I stuck my neck out, and I got chopped off for this. And I said, I think Milan Lucic could be a factor in this series. Guaranteed he scores. He's scoring in this series for sure. But I think this is a guy who Daryl Sutter trusts, and I think Milan Lucic could get under the skin of Vander Kane in approximately five seconds. Maybe less. Maybe I'm wrong, but Lane, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts there as well. Hey, we teed up some comments from Johnny Gaudreau in the morning media availability. I thought some of his answers on you know getting ready for this series were interesting. So have a listen.
2: Oh, I think it's exciting. Uh, we're we're excited to be here. We're excited to move on to, the, to round two. And um, but you know at the end of the day, you know it's another hockey game. It's game one, and uh, we got to come prepared for that.
3: That change it all from generating offense to to making sure your own end is taken care of. And what's that balance?
2: I think just you know try to score against them, keep them in their own zone. Um, I think uh, you know with Lindy and Chucky, I I think we've done a good job throughout the year here. With when we do play against you know top lines, uh, you know we just try to hem hem them in their own zone and and try to create offense. And obviously they're going to get their looks, but uh, you know I think we've done a good job as a line. you know, just uh, playing well, smart defensively, and you know, keeping them on the outside and stuff like that. So, uh, if we do play,
4: if
1: we're if we are out against them, I think uh, I think uh, our line will do a good job. So obviously, the start of that's not that exciting. Like let's let's be real here. It's what everyone's going to say. Like yep, another game seven, whatever. But he kind of brought in the fact of it's kind of an old saying is, you know, the, the best defense is a good offense. Keep it in the other team's zone and you're going to be fine. For the Flames, that's exactly what they need to do is you can't have stupid turnovers in the neutral zone or the Oilers are going to eat you alive. So I think that's kind of what's changed in Johnny Gaudreau's game in a certain sense. I think he understands under Sutter how important defense is to winning a championship. You can be the top team in the West in the regular season and half-ass defense. You can go on, you know, these huge win streaks. You can put up a lot of points with playing average defense, but in playoffs, how do you win? You got to play good defense. Why did Dallas push Calgary to seven games in game seven overtime? Well, they played great defense. So I think the flames understand what they need to do here. At least I hope they understand, because if not, the Oilers might just steamroll them. But don't forget, Stanley Cup playoffs means WHR OT Challenge is back. That's right, and we're presented by player this year. So whenever a game goes to overtime, you got to hop on Twitter, pick the goal scores using hashtag challenge to be entered to win an awesome World Hockey Report prize pack from player. Hammer down hashtag challenge to win today. That's the one thing. There's one rule to... Uh, W H R O T OT challenge and uh, full statement, full statement right here. Let's set the scene, get a little music bed going. Maybe, you know, full statement on last night. Not sorry at all. Not sorry at all. I needed beauty sleep. You guys know the rules already. Hashtag WHR OT challenge. We'll hand out prizes, but I was sleeping. I wasn't watching the game. Not sorry. Full statement right there. That's it. That's all she wrote, Whrot Challenge, player golf. Don't forget, uh, everyone's joining us on the Quack Stats Hotline. Huge thanks to Adam Ramitraut, Cam Moon, and Cammy Kepke for jumping on the show. Lane Sheck, you've got the last say of the day. Blake Coleman, he's that one more depth player. You know what? I think last series we not have seen the depth just because of how good Ottinger played, but looking at Andrew, Tyler, Mila, and Blake between those four guys, the X Factor is for me. I agree. Blake Coleman, that's a great X factor. Lane, check you got the last word of the day for Billy Smelling Salts. Use promo code WHR. Get yourself some smelling salts. Athletes, gamers alike, everyone's using it. Punch in promo code WHR, and you can save yourself some money. Battle of Alberta. How crazy is that? We get a Battle of Alberta 2022. We had to deal with all this COVID shit, and now we get the best series in hockey. I can't believe it. I'm so pumped. Game one tonight. Everyone, enjoy it. We're going to talk to you tomorrow back here at noon. As always, be kind, be better.